And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone, and it is another edition of the Weighing In Podcast. And my man, Podcast Day was just sitting there, and here we go, where he's mimicking my man, Mike Goldberg, a guy that is fantastic at what he does. Josh, you've heard that voice way too many times. Yes, I'm not talking I have. about podcast days, even though you have heard that voice way too many times, too. A couple too many times. <laughs> a couple too many times. <laughs> oh man, it's been a good weekend. It's been it's been hot here in California. Um, but I guess it's also very hot in Texas right now, too. So it's getting hot there. everywhere. Getting it's hot getting, everywhere. It's getting there. So uh yeah. Spent all day yesterday in the sun watching kids soccer and it's been things you guys can tell my face is a little red but uh yeah um let, look let's get into the fights let's get right into the fights man before we do that though go to wayneimmerse.com pick up some of our new shirts new new apparel all those things and uh onlyfans.com slash wayne in check us all out there it's free subscription over at onlyfans.com slash wayne in did you say uh, free subscription free subscription right subscribe to Does us that for free? free subscribe to okay. us for free free i got it so look, it's a free subscription there's a couple words that are worldwide that everyone yes. knows. It's called free. No. <laughs> yes. No, true. True. And, no. Yes is not. And free. No is definite. I think yes free. is. I think yes is a pretty like if you shake your head yes, they just agree. Like well, they yeah. If you yes. shake, that's sign language though. That's that's universal language though. Yes. No. Okay. Let me ask you this. If I go like that, is that a universal language? <laughs> that's true. That is true. I didn't even think okay. about the bird. Oh, dude, I think so. World. You things. think everyone knows that worldwide? I think so. No, oh, it's probably yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> I do think so. And then the word free, the word free. free. If you say it's free, they're like they'll just pack more shit on there because they're like, oh, it's free. Let me just take some oh, more. Free, yeah, Ooh, yeah, baby. Free, well, yeah. So that's a universal language, I think. What other words? What other words do you think are out there that are free, that are, that are yeah, I, people will know? It's it's funny because you know Hicks and Gracie used to talk about how he learned English with me and stuff and he said he goes you know the thing is is the the major words are all the same in different in different languages he goes like university universidad mm-hmm. you know he would just go through all you know certain words it's because of the latin root it's all the same so mm-hmm. but then you get into acrylic and you get into all these other languages it doesn't matter it's yeah like, there's i i say no mm-hmm. is as close to the most universal word spoken that everyone understands. I think free is pretty good too, though. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. You know what else is funny is like, I think like, fuck you. Like you think about like Brazilians, See? right? Well, like, dude, but, dude, just just ask Patricio. Yes, exactly. That's exactly goes, where I was going with goes, that. You guys, Americans love that. Fuck, fuck you. So yes, I just say he, fuck you. He says, <laughs> he says, I just say fuck you every time I don't like something. You say, I say fuck you. When I don't, when I don't have a response to something or I don't understand what you're saying, I just yell yeah, fuck you. Just fuck you. And you, you guys you love them. And the contract negotiation room. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I don't understand that. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I was talk about the UFC from the Apex Center, and you know why they're at the Apex Center? No, why couldn't go to the T-Mobile because the Golden Knights were playing Mm. the Panthers in the start of the Stanley Cup. And if you're not watching the Stanley Cup, you're missing stuff because the Stanley Cup is awesome. Who won last night? 
Golden Knights. Uh, Take a 1-0 lead. Yeah, against Florida. Huh? Could be their first. Either mm. team, it will be their first Stanley Cup. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of like cool. That. that is cool. That is cool. I would like to see Florida get it done, though. No, I'd like to see the Golden Knights. No, you're home. You're like, cause you're still uh, living no, see, okay, hold on. Here's the problem Homer. is our man, Nordy, works mm-hmm. with the stars. Mm-hmm. So my entire household, you figure I used to live in <laughs> the entire household here. They are all for the Golden Knights. Mm. And so I'm the only one going with the stars. And then the stars won, you know, the game to put it into the next. So they were going back to Dallas and the captain was there and I was talking nothing but smack and they got fucking whooped <laughs> the, the game seven was like what six zero or five zero right oh yeah it was horrible i got smashed and game, yeah, it, was game, game seven. it was game six got it yeah. oh. golden knights are too good man they're good everywhere they are they are but i hope florida gets it done but florida's got the better goalkeeper normally the team that's got the better goalkeeper wins I don't know. The Golden Knights goalkeeper is pretty goddamn He's good. good. I didn't say he wasn't good. I'm just He's saying the better one, though, good. is from Florida. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't better last night. You gotta, you, Florida's kind of like when the Kings won against the, the Rangers. You know, they're coming off of not, not having a great season, being one of the last teams oh. as far as in the rankings. Yeah. But they, you, know, <clears throat> you figure Florida beat the Boston Bruins, who had mm-hmm. the best season ever, yeah. and then went out to Florida, you look and go. Damn. Yeah, but you got to remember the King that that year the Kings beat the Rangers. They beat the San Jose Sharks in the first round. They were up. They were the San after, Jose Sharks after being down. That's right. Down three zero. The Sharks were up three yep. zero and they lost. They ended up losing Game Seven. Yeah, they they were the best team in the league. They had, I think, believe they had the best record in NHL history going into the into the postseason. They might yeah. have. Yeah, they did. That's what. That's the best part about playoff hockey. <sighs> Doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's, matter. it's all who's who's yeah. gotten healthy and who's on right now and who has yeah. the hot goalkeeper. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's talk about Albazi and uh, Kai Car France. Ah, you, you talk about that fight. It was a good fight. It was a very close fight. It was a competitive mm-hmm. fight. I thought I was v- super super impressed with Kai Car France's defensive wrestling, mm-hmm. his ability to stop takedown. Because Albazi is a good wrestler. He, he's able to take people down. He did a phenomenal job. Did everything right. Relax. He looked so good when he was in situations that you could think that he'd start to panic. Nope. No panic. Yeah. Just continue to do what he was supposed to do. In the stand-up, you know, they were close. I thought Kai Kara France was better in the stand-up. Mm-hmm. I thought he landed, you know, some really nice, clean shots at times. I think that he frustrated Albazi and Albazi's going to learn a lot from this fight. He got the win. It was close. I hear people complaining. You know, either it could have gone either way. Yeah, you know, it was a split decision. Yeah, one judge saw it for Kaikara France. Two saw it for Albazi. It was close, and neither guy can complain about the loss. You know, you really yeah, can't. I agree with you 100. I was, I was like uh, reading all the um, comments. For people saying that he got robbed, that that Kai oh France got God. robbed, it was a robbery. This and that. I was like, no, did he did not. not get robbed. It was a very close fight. Could have went either way. Yeah. They both they, had moments. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I actually when when, when they got done with the fight, I was leaning towards Albazi. Um, yeah, I was leaning toward Kai France. Yes, yeah, I was leaning towards Albazi. I thought he landed some clean, hard shots on the feet. I thought he did some good work. I know he. I know Kai Carafrance stuffed the takedowns. But the threatens uh, the threatening of certain positions. Um, 
the rear naked choke that was super tight in that round. I, I gave him that round. I gave Albazi that round as well. I believe I gave Albazi like the first. I gave Albazi uh, the, the first. One, I gave Carl France the second. Okay. I think I even and gave Kai Kara. Third went to Albazi. Fourth and yep. fifth, I had to Kai Kara. Okay. I think whatever round the rear naked was. So I had it like first. I had it first round. And I think it was third. And I think fourth. the third round was the rear, the where he had the choke on him. Yeah. So. I, I ended up giving out. I ended up giving out Bozzy, like, a, but the the fight, but it was so close, John. Like when people start, like I said, close. terms that are thrown around way too much. Robbery and the goat, the <laughs> the goat and the and the word robbery. It's like no, it wasn't a robbery. It was a close fight. It was yeah. it was back and forth. Um, they had some, and I think we we weighed too much on. Oh well, this guy's supposed to be really good at something, and he wasn't able to get it. So we weigh more. So he's losing. That, yeah, so he's losing. No, he's not losing. No, you know, it was, it's like there was so much cl- uh, response put on when uh, Henry Cejudo fought Aljo. Oh, Aljo got the takedown. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, cool. But it was like almost because he was an Olympian that we should have held it against him even more that he got he lost yeah. the takedown. Yeah. This is the game, man. Like Olympic wrestling and wrestling and all those things is different when you're getting punched or when someone's trying to knock your head off. <laughs> You know, everything, the timing of it all, all of that stuff is, it could be done. Uh, you know, I thought Henry did a great job in stuffing those takedowns majority of the time. But, um, you know, it's as like, did we, Cara France in this one. Exactly. But it doesn't mean that he lost the fight. Albazi lost the fight just because he couldn't get certain takedowns. He still no, had some good stuff on the feet. He still close. did some good stuff. You know, when he did get the takedowns, he had some good stuff. He got to the back, threatened the rear naked choke. That was deep, extremely deep. So overall, it was a good fight. When you want to see a lot of MMA, what you want to see in MMA is a mixture of all the martial arts. You want to see them, you know, scramble like two ferrets on the ground, get back up to your feet, and get after it. So I thought it was a good fight. Um, but it was, but it was definitely wasn't a robbery. Definitely not. No, no. So, Close fight. Yeah. Good fight. Next. Good fight overall. Very competitive. And you got to, you know, Albazi is really going to move up. I think his mm. car fronts was ranked. Third and four, I think Albazi was seven. Yeah, yeah. So he's really going to be moving up off of that, which is good for his mm. career and stuff. And uh, Kai Carl France is in that position. He's got a lot of losses, mm. but he's still goddamn good. Yeah, he's tough. And he's he tough. in that in that weight class, man, he's got a lot of potential to still be that guy. I don't think this is the end mm-hmm. for him. I don't think this is ah, uh, he's going to be, you know, going downhill. He looks better now. Yeah. than he has in any of his fights in the past. I mean, he looks, he's getting better still. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah, I can't imagine him dropping too much. I mean, maybe like below Rival, uh, maybe even stays above uh, Nicolau, or he falls between well, five and six somewhere they, in there, Perez. They have they have Figueredo ranked number one. He said he's not, he's going to Bantamweight. Got it. So that one automatically, you know, moves it. Pantoja's got the title fight. Roy Vall's right there. Nicolau and stuff. But Albazi's going to be somewhere up, maybe right underneath Roy Vall. Yeah. Yeah, I see the, I see uh, right right around uh, Alex Perez and Nicolau. I see that. Yeah. Right in there yeah. somewhere. And you got Albazi that'll move up. So, But then if uh, Figueredo moves and goes to 35, I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of success at 35. That fucking murderer's row. Murderers row, yeah. just yeah, phew, bad. just like phew. it's bad. Ah, uh, all right, Tough next fight. Division. Ah, we had Alex Caceres taking on Daniel Pineda. This was one of those 
people can look at you know records and everything and both yes both have had a lot of losses but both are fighting at this point you know some of the best they've ever especially alex caceres he has really turned the corner as an all-around fighter before he was a striking guy yeah who put him on his back he'd be in trouble he'd have you know some problems there you know his last loss was to crone gracie and he got you know taken to the ground on that one if you people don't realize what it's like to grapple with someone like crone mm. you make one little mistake it's going to be over but other than that man you know he hasn't lost in what seven fights now eight mm. fights he looks freaking good josh he yeah. is fighting well his scrambles are good his stand-up is clean he's fucking long he's in and out he's doing everything well mm-hmm. at 34 years of age he is by far the best he has ever been I mean, that's still kind of your prime. I mean, I really believe it. 34, yeah. 35, you know, towards the end of your prime, but you're still there. I think you can yep. have a long prime if you're into the, you know, all the way up into 36. When you start getting to like the end of 36, 37, 38 is when you start noticing the difference, especially in the lighter weight classes. But man, uh, he looks clean. He looks smooth. He's, um, I think, like you said, he's finally coming to his own. He believes in himself. He's Things that he's doing are working for him. And when you're having success, I mean... Uh, whether it's on the feet, stuff and takedowns, getting up off your back, all of those things, which he is, I think that um, I think he can make a little, he can make a little of a run here. Is he even ranked though? Ah, uh, yeah, he's like at fifteen or something like that. I yeah, he's fly, uh, yep, fly there away he at fifteen. There you go. Yeah, yeah. and he, I love the call out. He, who did he call out? Who did he call Volkanovski. out? Volkanovski. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. Now it's great. Hey, if you're gonna go, go all the way. You know, you know you're 34. You're in your yeah. prime. Do it now. If, you know, think, they're obviously they're not going to give it to him, but hey, yeah, that's that's what you want to see. Well, he lost his. Uh, oh, sorry, his last. Oh loss, my god! I know his last loss was against Yusuf. So Sadiq Yusuf. So if he could try to jump him and get into like say, I mean, he should be trying to fight guys like uh, Calvin Cater. I mean, if I look yeah. at the guy that he could possibly him you know, or I think him and Giga Chikaze would be yeah. a great fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because on the feet, he could be able to stick and stay away. And then if he does get the fight to the ground, he, he I think he'd have the advantage on the ground over uh, Giga. Giga. Yep, yeah. yep. But I, I, I enjoy watching him. I mean, he's come a long way in terms of his maturity. Um, oh, you know, yeah. and uh, like you said, he's ranked number fifteen. So good, good on him, man. Good on him. Whatever happened to Edson Barboza? What did he just happen? Yeah, did he fight recently? He just he fought what? Yes. A couple months back, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah. I feel like I haven't heard much about him lately. He's kind of fallen off. Fallen mm-hmm. off? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what about that one. He had a win in his April. last one. Yeah. It, it, was, it was recent. No, he, bought, he beat Billy. Yep. Uh, uh, uh. But then the Bryce Mitchell and Giga, huh? he lost to both of those guys. And he, so what... Yeah, I mean, it's like once a year at that point. Yeah. 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 All right, next fight. Ah, we had the man, Jim Miller. You know, it's funny, Josh. I have people all the time asking questions. You know, you say something about they're out of position. They're overextending. What does that mean? Watch this fight. It will tell you exactly what that means. Because Jesse Butler, you're you're a dog for coming in and taking that fight last minute against someone like Jim Miller. It was your chance. But you were throw you threw so hard, mm-hmm. you overextended, you got put out of position, and Jim Miller hit you with a left hook that hit you as flush in the middle of the face no. as it could. 
It was lights out at that point. 20 what? 23 seconds. My God. 23 seconds it took Jim Miller to get rid of him. And, you know, it's nice to see Jim have those fights because we've seen Jim fight for so long, have some, you know, grueling fights, ones that he's won, ones that he's lost. But he still got snap. And you, if you're able to get someone that puts themselves in that spot where they're out of position and you can fucking launch a good clean shot, which Jim did two in a row, those left hooks, good night. Great win. Yeah, it was it was over quick. But, I mean, the way he hit him, I... I because his back, from when I was watching, his back, uh, Butler's back was to to us. So you didn't see the shot. All I saw him just was collapse. Oh, so yeah. he just collapsed against the fence. And I was like, holy shit. And then I had to go back and watch the replay to see exactly what he hit him with. But it was beautiful, man. And yeah. uh, I think, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like people are underestimating Jim Miller. Like, as he gets older, like, oh, he doesn't look like he does anything great. You know, it's like he, but that's the way his whole career has been. He's been a good wrestler. He's got good submissions. He's been all of these things. You know, he's got power in his hands. But, man, I, I think he's reinvented himself, like how Andre Olofsky did, I mean, before last night. But uh, how he reinvented himself, and he's made it to where he doesn't take a lot of damage, and he's able to get through these fights and fights like this where the guy came in last minute was able to put him away. That's what he's supposed to be doing. You know, he's supposed That's to be able to put these people away. So good on him, man. Good for him. It was good. It was nice to see him get that win. Tim Elliott took on Victor Altamirano. We've known that Altamirano is very good, you know, off of his back. He's got a good ground game in the top position, but he was unable to really get to the top position with Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott was able to take him down pretty much at will mm-hmm. when he wanted. In the stand-up, Tim, you know, wasn't trying to do a lot of damage. He was trying to set his, you know, takedowns up. Mm-hmm. But Tim Elliott, you know, just a dog in, in uh, fighting. He is slowing down. It's the one thing that you can really see is you can see there's a difference in his speed, but he's still dangerous. And, he, and man, he's just as tough as nails. The guy can take big shots, but how long are you going to be able to take those big shots over and over? Maybe, you know, for the next, you know, 10 years if you're him. But he uh, came away with a very nice win. He was he said he wasn't happy with it, you know, the way he performed. I thought he performed against a, a young, really up-and-coming good fighter. I thought he performed as good as he, as you could expect. Dave, you had some news on him, right? What he what did he say after the fight when he was talking about some stuff with Dana, right? Something happened with the UFC? Yeah, so he said that um he flew his family out uh, for the show thinking that they would they would get tickets. Um I guess he said that um that that's common. Um and but he said we didn't get our comp tickets for this one and and he's um he's like it's bad enough fighting at the Apex where uh you don't have your fans mm-hmm. to like support you and now you can't even have your family. Um, you know, for he expecting that comp, he's going to get comped on the tickets. Hmm. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, it depends on how many family members. I mean, like if you've got, it's normally like if it's your wife, they'll give you one. Or if you have a wife and say, we're not going to even talk about his wife. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's right. That's Problems true. there. You know, but I mean, if we can have, it depends. It depends on how many people, like when he says family members, well, how many? Come on, six, Josh, eight, Josh, 10? Josh, take a look at the apex. Or they're selling it out, right? No, I know. It's give me a break. Okay, there's empty seats it. everywhere in uh-huh. there. They should have at least been able yeah. to give five, four. I mean, are Come you on. favoring someone if you if you it's give them not, that many? It, it, here and here, here's no, because here here's the point. I always talk about putting butts in seats, and it's that's a fighter's job and everything. It's different with the apex. 
they're not looking to sell anything. They're not there to make any money off of ticket sales because that when you're looking at as a promoter, you don't want to give away tickets because you're just handing away money. Well, at the apex, that's all they do is hand away tickets. So it's not like, oh, this is affecting your, your bottom line. And when you have empty seats in the place, you should have given those tickets. I mean, if you're offering someone, what, four to six tickets and the person he's fighting got none or got one or two, then you basically he has more of a crowd than the other person. Like, are you being biased? I mean, you got to look at it in different ways. I don't know. I, I don't know. By, <laughs> the he's got, crowd, he's got, he's got all four three of more. them were with yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> That makes a difference when it's when it's uh, quiet, when it's dead quiet in there. Yeah, yeah. you know, people can sound like you fight in Japan, right? In front of twenty five thousand people, if I've got two family members, they're way louder than that whole crowd. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I agree with you on the take that it's your job to sell tickets, but like you said, it's at the apex. Could have given them tickets, but who knows? You never know what they're doing, man. You never know. I think I think them being at the apex. Like you and I talked about. Okay, and this Sorry. is this is one that I'm gonna say. See, this is this this kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And the UFC's gonna get, you know, some people that are gonna you know, oh, you know, they're not doing anything wrong, and people that are gonna say, Oh, they're you know, they're shitheads for doing this. This is one that I'm gonna guarantee Dana didn't know about it. Uh you know, the UFC as a company you had an employee that mm-hmm. fucking said no. Made a decision, mm-hmm. and it makes the company look bad. So, yep, which is just, weird to me. It's like, I mean, we just got the announcement they made what a couple hundred million dollars or a hundred million dollars, right? A couple hundred million dollars, three hundred sixty, yeah, three hundred sixty million dollars, whatever it was, in profit. And you guys can't spare. You guys can't spare what four to six tickets. And, and, and it's again, it's not. I'm, I I know. I know. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't. It's not Dana. It's not the head people. It was someone that is in a position that they, oh, I can't, I can't give you any tickets. Yeah. And it's like, you made a mistake. Well, John, remember, remember when the UFC first, when the UFC first started, well, when the Fertitas bought it, it used to be that you, you and your corners got separate rooms. Now you don't. And it used to be where they'd fly you in two corners. Now they fly you in one corner. Like they've cut expenses across the board, all the way across. You know why? I mean, Do you know why? Back then they weren't making any money. You know, but now Which, they well, are. Okay. Now, you know, so it makes sense that back then they wouldn't mm-hmm. do it, but now they would. But why don't they? I don't know. You tell me. Because they don't have to. Oh yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, because just... because fighters just they all, you'll hear fighters say all the time, "Oh, it's my dream to fight in the UFC." Okay. That's right. You know? They don't have to. It'll be a flash. Other the promotions, pan. they they fly quite a few people. They yeah. do things different. It's just part of the difference, but because they don't have to, yeah. and that that's just a fact. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just you know, true. If I don't know, I just look at what Tim said. Tim said what? He's like, oh, I didn't get any tickets at all, but I wouldn't be surprised if something said, you know, um, to him or about him to whether it was Dana or whoever else making the mask. Like, oh, well, he's complained about us, this and that. They, I mean, they'll have him back, but. I mean, they they can look at it a couple different ways. They could treat him like shit now because of what he thinks he said in public, or oh yeah, that's something that's just standard policy. We don't give tickets. You know, I don't know. I've seen a whole lot of family members in the Apex. Yeah, it's true as well. <laughs> so, the, mm-hmm. the one thing I will say for Tim, 
uh, in his corner, he had uh, Chris, the strangler, Brennan, along with Lucas, his son. Those mm-hmm. were they, Tim had to switch camps and everything, and now he's with uh, Next Generation MMA. And so, oh, he's right down nice the road. Then. Coaching, he's oh, right down yeah, the road maybe. from where I'm at. Right from, from where, where I'll you're be. At, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you better not say anything bad about him. Come over and whoop that ass, please, brother. <laughs> he's he's a flyweight. Like I'm no longer a lightweight anymore, but he's I mean. a flyweight. But he's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, yeah. He's he a, dog. a dog, dude. Yeah. I would just sit on him, with my fucking dad, <laughs> with, my, with my dad bod. See, you just see, so just gonna do what I do, right? Yeah, right. Just, <laughs> I would just like we get works. face to face and I trip right before I hit him and just fall on yeah. top of him. Boom! And Hold then him down. There's, and all he does look look like arms doing this. Mm. <laughs> uh, next one. All right, we had Kareem Silva against Caitlin Souza. This one went fast. Uh, I love love. Look at the submission. What it says, knee bar. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, Josh? Can we fucking not understand? Yes, her knee popped. It wasn't a knee bar, but it was. She, you know, she started to set up, you know, look like she's going for a straight ankle lock. The knee did pop. You could see it. I feel bad for uh, Souza. That's just part of fighting and stuff. And Silva did exactly what she was supposed to do. Took her down, fucking dominated the positions, went for the submission. And the, the injury was due to her going for the submission. So, yeah. very nice win. Too bad that Souza got hurt, though. All right, next fight. Do you think, oh, my, boy, my, you think my boy won or lost? He lost. Yeah, I know. I'm just being honest. Uh, you know, go ahead, I, I, John. I just he all he had to do is just pull the trigger more. Yeah, that's all. That's exactly it. I, but he he started he started getting into that. He was waiting and looking for that perfect time. And you saw Santos throwing, 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 and not not everything was you know landing or landing with any yeah. effect. But it's just a look and. You know, Abubako is sitting there and he's just not throwing. Yeah. There's not enough output. And then when he did go to output, it was more wrestling based and he wasn't getting them. No. And it just didn't look right. And I agreed with Santos winning the uh, the fight. He's he, The thing with him, though, right, is that he's got all the talent. Everyone keeps like he gets knocked because, you know, he's not undefeated or he's lost, he's, you know, well, fights or. Well, think about this. Okay. And, and I, I feel. He's such a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know he's a good guy. I'm telling everyone, dude, Abubaka is a great guy. He's funny. He's got a great personality. He's fun to be around. He's a nut. But you got to figure, you know, and this is, it's not easy. He, okay, his, you know, mentor is Habib, 29 and 0. Okay, now let's take a look at the two guys wrapped around him with the same name, trading out of the same place, Cousins. You've got Umar, who's what sixteen and zero, and you've got Usman, who's seventeen and zero. Yeah. So out of everyone, you've got four losses now with the Nurmagomedov name in this group, and they all belong to one one guy. Yeah. I feel bad for yeah. him, because he he is a good fighter, you know. And I think the the weight of everything sometimes has an impact on his performance. Because you can, you you would definitely know, but you can watch him in the gym. No, oh. he goes with anybody. Yeah, and he's fantastic. But under the lights, it tends to look. He hurt Santos in the yeah. first goddamn fucking thirty Exchange. seconds of the yeah. fight, and then went straight in and allowed Santos to just recover off of what he did. And that's mm-hmm. where you look and you go, 
the lights are creating a problem for you. Hmm. It's you have pressure that you're you are putting on yourself in that I need to do something a certain way, and then when he's it's not going his way, he slows down his output because he wants to be perfect. Yeah. Am yeah, I saying I just, something wrong there? Because he's no. he's a good fighter. No, he's a good fighter. He just needs to pull the trigger. That's really what it came yeah. down to last night. I, I can't say yeah. what it was. I can't say uh, maybe he felt something there that we just couldn't see from the TV. But, I mean, I felt like had he just thrown a little bit more, had he put a little bit more pressure, the takedowns would have came a little easier. And, he, you know, like you said, he rocked him in the first round, in the first 30 oh, seconds. Dude, had him hurt. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like he could have got it done, and then he just let him kind of creep back into the fight and shitty situation to be in. But uh, he's not done. He's just, you know, needs to just get back on the 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 horse and you know get back to riding. We'll see what happens. But he just trains so he he since his early UFC career when he used to get tired, he's in mm-hmm. shape now. He trains. He runs. I see him. You know, we see him. He run was sprints. in shape. He was in phenomenal. He was shape. in shape. He just didn't pull the trigger. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, buddy. But it was so yeah. frustrating for me to sit there and watch and go, come on. Like, I know you've got it in you. You see him in the gym. Yep. He's got a gas tank. He goes to the fresh guy every round as he gets closer to the fight. You know, he's got power in his hands. And, you know, he can be nasty in there, too. He can be a jerk and he can be nasty when he's in there fighting. But, man, he's good. He just doesn't show it sometimes and sucks. But it is what it is. Uh, next fight. Next fight was a, 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 a strange contest when you looked at it, but... Daniel Santos against Johnny Munoz Jr. Johnny Munoz right away figured out, you know what? On the ground is where I want this fight. He kept on going to it. He kept on going to the body triangle, but he would he would open it up to go for the submissions and everything. But Daniel Santos was just too much. He's get you know too much ground and pound from the top, too much just raw aggression. You know, he was just after him. It was like it was like that raw aggression just made Johnny Munoz start to wilt under everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't his night compared to Santos, but he did last the entire fight. A um, couple of groin shots in there, a couple yeah. of bad things. You know, you know, Herb took a point from Santos on the second one. And, yeah. And okay, but that landed clean. Mm. It's partially, you know, his leg movement that creates that up. It landed clean. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I understand. Okay, you say, well, it's the second one. And that's not the one that you're going to take a point from. Mm. But he did. Do you? Uh, I'm going to jump to the next fight with Andre Arlovsky. What's your take on him? Is it time? It is time. Yeah. It's, he's 44 years old. Jeez, okay. And, and you know, I, I love Andre. I always mm. have. He's a great guy. But when you're looking, you say, okay, why are you fighting? Now you're fighting for a paycheck. And mm. I understand that. But, you know, he can do other things, too, and get the paycheck. He just can't get him in the lump that he's getting, yeah. you know, from fighting. But there comes a point where your health, you know, is being diminished. And how long? He's got, a, He's got. you know, a son. You know, you want to be there with your son and stuff. Nothing against Dontel Mays. Dontel Mays, big, strong, tough dude. But in his prime and in Andre's prime, it wouldn't no, have been not close. Even close. Not even close. close. No. No, Andre that's, was a That's fuck. why I look and go, it's not. Andre was a savage when he came onto the scene, man. He just, oh, dude. he was a savage. Um, I feel like he kind of, after the, the Fedor fight is when things started to turn, kind of take a, a spiral downhill for that. 
I know he came back, had some good fights, and he was up and yeah. down. But he's always been like kind of up and down. I think since the Fedor fight. Do you remember his fight? You want to talk about a fight, Andre when he fought Travis Brown? I don't mm. know if you remember it. I don't remember. God that. damn, Mark Smith was the referee of because it was funny because the, the commission had come to me and said, "Do you think Mark Smith, you know, if, you know, putting him in a, you know, the main?" I said, "Yeah, he's ready. He can do it. You know, that's a great fight for him." Man, I'll tell you what. Those guys went after it, and fucking Andre had Travis hurt for so much of it, and then Travis launches a shot, and it knocks Andre down. And they unbelievable fight, but those are the fights that he's had that you know they, they've had an effect on him, and he changed his style based upon that kind of fight. Mm. Of I can't get into these firefights. I need to just you know what I call dink and dunk. Let me let me just touch 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 and get out of the way and not get hit by the big shot and I'll walk away with a decision victory. Okay. Yeah. And he's done that. Oh, this is I mean, what a fight this was. These guys went after each other. It was so good. It's crazy. I'm showing it to John and Josh right now um and for audio listeners you guys can it's just on YouTube it's a highlight clip. Yeah, it's a um uh, look, I look at whatever happened to Travis Brown. I know he got married to uh, to Ronda. Yeah, what right? happened to Travis? He hit the jackpot. <laughs> he, fucking, he fell in love with uh, uh, Ronda, and they have the Browsy Acres in Riverside, California, where he is a farmer now. God bless oh Travis gosh. Brown. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he, he Travis was a, a stud, man. Yeah, he, but he went time. through a phase, right, of trying to figure yes, out who he, he was. He went from being yep. a fighter like this, then he tried to make himself Dominic Cruz. And that didn't work out either. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, he, he always had power. He's a big guy. Remember his knockout of uh, uh, Josh Barnett? Yep. Where he against the fence, the elbows, nasty, just nasty stuff. Totally. I'm going to go back and watch this fight because I don't recall ever seeing this oh, fight. Oh, my God, it's good. Hmm. Have to watch they it. start just throwing in this thing. What a great Good fight shit. it was. Hi, next fight. Let me get back for you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> ah, we had John Castaneda versus Moon Gafurov. Gafurov. I it was a good fight. I thought Castaneda, you know, really showed a lot of guts in it. You had uh Gafurov, he got a point taken from him. For a headbutt, and he, you know, this is what like he he led with his head, mm-hmm. and he did it, you know, intentionally. Yeah. So I understand why Chris took the point and stuff because you can see, you know, anytime that your head is in front of your hands and you're going for, you know, uh, acting like I'm I'm throwing shot, yeah, you you're you're leading with your head, you know, you, you know you can't do that. So he took points from it. He ended up losing that, you know, in a, in a United position. And uh, but really tough fight by Castaneda. Those guys were going back and forth. It was a it was a brawl. I mean, I'm glad that that Chris, the ref, was able to actually see it and actually assess the point deduction because some refs they don't see headbutts and they just absolutely you know they let it slide and then actually you know the fight's over because and some fighters are, they are don't just, do their job. They're very you know. weak when it comes <laughs> to their skulls. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old age does that to you. Yeah, yeah I, I was a little hesitant on the the point taken. Like, is I get it, but I don't know. Sometimes fighters. Do you think he did it on purpose? Yes, he okay. lunged forward. There's no doubt he did it mm. on purpose. Yeah, the way mm. he put his head, you can see. Yeah, tilted his head down because he wants it to hit right off the 
the top of that forehead. Yeah, he did it. He knew yeah. what he was doing. So. Ah, all right, next all right, fight. But his his no. countryman, Mister Nymoff, going against Jamie Malarkey. What a fight that was! Malarkey looked he was looking good, but the one thing, I kept, yeah, I was I was sitting there with a friend. I said because they were talking about his jab and i go yeah his jab looks good i said but he keeps dropping it every time i said watch him that jab is going out it's coming down and that's what he got hit with was a fucking right hook over the top of that jab and it's like dude you know habits yeah. start to you know get into that habit of dropping that thing down he was looking really good he looked really good yeah. I mean, he was he was hitting him off with some big shots, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like he's controlling the pace of the fight, and the and he was controlling everything. And I was like, yep. "Wow, you look! He's looking really good. Just almost a little too confident. I'm doing everything yeah. I want, and they just kind of started yeah. opening himself up a little bit too much, overextending, and then pop. I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" I mean, like it caught me by surprise though. So, but uh, Malarkey was looking good. If, if I'm Malarkey, I'm thinking to myself. Go back to the drawing board. Not not many changes. Just you know, nope. kind of just keep nope. clean things up, clean it up. Don't yep. be too down on yourself. You know, you made you made a mistake. You got caught and lights went out. But I mean, you yeah, well, look good the, up the, until then. There was the you know there was a question. Oh, question. Herb mm -hmm. stopped that fight. It was a good stop. Yeah, it was. But, and uh, you know, Malarkey complained about it. And then Brendan Fisteros says, "You know, Malarkey complained about." It. Brendan, your job is to say there's no fucking complaint that should be made. Yeah. The man couldn't stand up. Yeah. Finally, when you know seconds later, when he finally can get up and then create a oh, you shouldn't have stopped it. No, you know you need to be honest about it. That was a good stoppage. Mm -hmm. so. Um, any other fights on here you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Damone Blackshear because I thought he looked really good. You know, he fought smart. I've seen him in fights where he didn't fight that smart. You know, he mm -hmm. wore himself out. In this one. You had Lacerda, who was going after different leg locks and stuff, and he was just being smart. He was figure four in the leg. He was, he was being controlled. He would land shots. One. And when the opening came for him to really land shots off of Lacerda, he opened up and puts him away. That was a smart, good fight, and he's looking better and better. Good athlete. So yeah. he's someone to, you know, I, people are going to look and say, oh, he's got, you know, I don't know what, five, five six losses. Doesn't matter. You guys get better as a fighter. Yeah, I mean, like you look at a lot of the best fighters in the world. They all have, their five their records are probably up closer to five hundred than they are the other way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got Randy Couture, you got BJ Penn. These guys, they fought everyone, you know. And I'm not saying Just he's going to be one of them, but you, you've got to fight the best fighters. You got to fight. You got to have some losses on your record to figure out how you get how you can get better. You know, um, we'll see. But uh, good good on him. Uh, great fight, and uh, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. So, Dave, what else you got some news for us? Correct. Yeah, so the first one I want to get into <clears throat> are comments by Dana White about um, trying to, an offer he put out to Tyson Fury uh, to try and get him over to uh, the <laughs> UFCs. I like Tyson Fury. I have a great relationship with Tyson Fury. So there's this debate right now about the baddest man on the planet, right? And John Jones is the baddest man on the planet. There's, there, there's no doubt about it. So when you talk about who the baddest man on the planet is. If two guys fought, fought in a fight, who would win? If you want to discuss another possible baddest man on the planet, it would be Tyson Fury, okay, in a boxing arena. And 
we all know that if John Jones boxed Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury wins. All these boxing guys want to want to talk about this and they want to keep it in the ring. I, I'm telling Tyson Fury, whom I respect very much, if you really want to find out who the baddest man on the planet is, I will make that fight. I will make John Jones versus Tyson Fury in the octagon. And, um, you know, we'll figure out. We figured out how to pay Floyd. We'll figure out how to pay you too, Tyson. So um, uh. the offer is out there. If you want to do it in the UFC, I know he was messing around with, with uh, MMA for a little while there. Let's do it. Let's, let's answer the question. But these guys aren't boxing. It's just for these guys to go in and box. You either want to fight. You want the, you want the title of baddest man on the planet. Let's do it. Uh, I'm in. I mean, are you making that $100, $150 million, $200 million? If you're making that, I mean, I would just take the fucking fight. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Tyson? Yeah. I mean, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I Look, I'm tired of all the boxers going, hey, fight me over here. And the only reason why they're able to do that is because they, the top-level boxers make more money than UFC top-level guys. That's the only reason why they're able to do it. If they weren't making more than them, then you'd be like, well, why would I go over there? I'm making more than you over here. Like in my sport, yep. my sport pays more. But that's only for the top-level guys. You know, you look at some of the lower-level people that fight on the, on the undercard oh. of the undercard of boxing. They're making fucking peanuts, like peanuts, peanuts. That's right. So, and there's, you know, there's only, say- what, a handful of fights. <laughs> I'm going to say this. First off, you're kind of throwing a little bit of shade at Francis because Francis didn't lose and he was the he was the baddest man on the planet. He still hasn't lost, but now John Jones is and I understand why. Yeah. But I loved I loved everything he said. I, I it's the best way in the world that Dana can try to put this together even though it's not going to happen. But he's saying, "Look, you know, hey, I have a lot of respect for you know, we're friends and you know, if you think you're the baddest man, I'll I'll put that fight together. Yeah, of course you will, because you make a lot of money off of it. But this is what everyone needs to understand. Josh, the truth is of the matter is this. Fighting in all different forms, and there's a ton of different forms, all have people that are badder than the other. Yeah. Okay? Everything comes down to this. If this fight happened on the street, who wins? Yeah. When there's no rules. When there's no rules, there's all kinds of things that I can run your head into. There's all kinds of things that I can pick you up and drop you on. There's all kinds of things that have an influence on what you can take. That's really what the baddest man on the planet is. Not the guy who can, with two tools, stand in a ring and outstrike someone with those two tools. There's too many tools available in real fighting. I'm not going to put boxing down. I love boxing. It's fantastic, but it's limited by its targets Mm -hmm. and its tools. You know, the MMA is limited by the rule sets that we have implemented based upon, oh, safety. You know, in a real fight, if you want to go and pick someone up and drop them on their head on concrete, you can do that. Mm -hmm. That's real fighting. That, when you say who's the baddest man on the planet, depends on, you know, where you're at and who you're around. But who's the best MMA fighter? I'll give it to John Jones. Okay. 
Yeah. Who's the best boxer? I'll give it to Tyson Fury. But neither one could possibly be the baddest man. There could be somebody else out there too. But great. I love the great, you know, audition for a possibility for everything. I thought Dana did it the right way. You ever seen the movie Snatch? Yeah. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. Fantastic. One yeah. of my all time favorites. Yeah. I just, I, I get a little concerned when you start dealing with like gypsies and pikeys. <laughs> like, you don't know how it's going to end up. Like, no. You know, and so when you're dealing with someone like Tyson Fury, you're just thinking to yourself, does he have it in him? Can he beat John Jones? I don't know. But it, it sparks yeah. an interest. There's an interest there. No. First off, can he? Yes. Will he? I doubt it. Yeah. I know. I'm, le- I'm obviously leaning towards the MMA guy, obviously. And then we're not talking about any MMA guy. We're talking about John Jones. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm definitely leaning that way. Um, I didn't even think about being sl- him sliding the Francis Ngannou thing, but that's not even on his radar anymore. He's moved on. Dana's one of those guys. Like, yeah, I've moved on with my life. Francis yeah. went his way. We went our way. And, uh, yeah, whatever it is. Right. But I-, I just can't imagine. It had it been anybody else, this would have gotten a lot more heat. You know what I mean? Had it been it had been anybody else, but it's John Jones. But you know what I mean? Like, had 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 this happened, had it been another fighter that came up from two hundred five and became champion, they'd still be talking about Francis. But because it's John Jones, everyone's like, That's right. "Yeah, we already know who the best guy yeah. is." And you can't blame anyone for it. No, and I can't not. blame Dana for it. Absolutely not. He absolutely has. Yes. you know. <laughs> A case that oh i'll put francis against john and i think john wins okay john what, what was that you just did <laughs> what was that <laughs> starting to sound like me buddy <laughs> yeah true uh all right what else you got for us dave all right we have an early report uh breco Omoto put out the ufc's working on almeida versus blades mm-hmm. uh the same for no- same for november so it's quite far out mm. we just want to get some early thoughts here on on this fight being put together <sighs> Long way, long ways away, but the two best uh, guys that are actually fighting right now that are not the champion, because mm-hmm. Steve, I, I can't. It's hard to say what Stipe is doing. I don't know, but in the heavyweight division, those are, you know, besides Stipe and John Jones, your two best grapplers. Yeah, uh, Almeida's just look fantastic. The real question is, where is Curtis Blades's, you know, confidence at? Where's his his mindset at? Uh, he can win this fight. There's no doubt in my mind he can win this fight, but he's going to win it by being, you know, a guy that's got to be aggressive because Almeida's going to come after him. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Almeida, though, is that I feel like he needs to get this fight to the ground. I don't know if he's got the ability to get this fight to the ground. Not against I don't know. Curtis. Gonna, it, it is a question. Mm-hmm. And what happens to him when he's on his feet and he's being pressured and he can't get the takedown? So, you know, he, he'll, he'll, will he wilt? Will he get too tired? Will he start blowing his wad? Like, will, what, what are the things that'll happen to him? Will he panic? You know, will he take desperation shots? Will it make it easier for Curtis Blaze to get to the top position and do work and damage? Yeah, who knows? But, yeah. wait, 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 what are you doing there? What are you I know, doing there? I know, I know. I'm not making weird <laughs> noises, though. <laughs> but if he, um, you know, this is a big test for Almeida. I mean, Almeida's got to, He's going to have to fight this. He's going to have to be a very smart fight. Now, the other question is, will this be a main event? Like at the Apex on a fight night? What will so it be? It does say five-rounder. So right. I'd imagine a, a main event then at least a, on a fight night. Apex or- yeah, it's at the Apex probably, huh? or you know, some small town probably. I did forget about Tom Aspinall. Aspinall's a very good grappler. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But this is uh, this is gonna be good. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think uh, Almeida is kind of the future, and Curtis Blades has got to get back. He's got to get on the win track, man. He's he was doing so well, and then uh, just coming off of his loss, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, see. he's still up there. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm, Pavel, I'm interested Pavel, in that fight. Pavlovich is a problem for a lot of people. Yeah, I wonder what's gonna <laughs> happen with the Stipe thing and Pavlovich, and you know, Cyril is he's off for a bit. Oh, sorry guys. No oh, oh, man, sorry guys. Hey, nah, do know. yourself a favor. Smack Early. yourself. I know, I know, I know. I got to go sit in the sun again today and watch some more soccer. <laughs> it's gonna be all day in the sun. It's hot here today. It's hot here in the next couple it days. Soccer. It's hot. All right, what's next you got for us, Dave? All right, I'll give you a chance to sleep right now, Josh, and I'll let I'll get some comments from John right now. <laughs> um, there you um, go. So Randy Couture, John was recently doing an interview and he was uh, talking about, um, you know, a big, big moment, biggest moment from his career. Um, so I'll read it off to you. He um, talked about the Tim Sylvia fight, which I know you refereed. Just wanted to see if you had any additional thoughts while, while um, he's reflecting on it. Um, see if you have any additional thoughts in the fight. Randy said, fighting Tim Sylvia in Ohio at the time, the biggest crowd in North America, about 22,000 people. That crowd was out of control that night. Uh, that last 10 second countdown in the five round fight i'll never forget that it still rings in my ears tim was an amazing competitor and a friend and at 44 years old having that fight go the way it did uh, that was special that was a special night mm. he's absolutely right look at there's so much behind that fight and uh, you know when he says it was the biggest crowd it was because it beat the strike force one in mm-hmm. san jose held the north american record for the biggest crowd for an MMA fight at 18,000 something, yeah, 500, we'll 800 say. or 900 or something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, that fight that was off of the arm. There's the Arnold classic. Mm-hmm. And so they did that fight based off of the, the Schwarzenegger classic that they would do with bodybuilding, all different sports and everything. And it ended up being, it wasn't 22,000. It was 19,000 something, but that was as many as they could put into that, uh, arena. And, uh, it was there was so much about it because you know when Randy retired, Randy retired off of losing to Chuck Liddell in the, th- the third fight that they had, and uh, he hung him up. And it, we ended up doing all kinds of stuff together, you know. Uh, and I was actually I was actually at Extreme Couture when he comes to me and he says, "Hey, he says, there's something I want to tell you." And I said, "Yeah, what?" And he says, "He goes, I'm coming back." Hmm. I go, "You're coming back?" I go, "Why?" And at the time he was 43, you know, and he said, he goes, he goes, just, you know, I, I was asked about it. And then I thought about it. He goes, he says, and he goes, I, I think I can beat the champ. Right. And I go, they're giving you a championship fight. And he goes, yep. He goes, I'm going to fight Tim Sylvia. And I was like, well, good luck to you, man. And I said, you know, it's, I would say that that's, you know, style wise, it's a pretty good. I and I had seen Tim and, and Randy work out before and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's yeah, good. I said, but you know, God damn you, you know. And now it's a problem, you know. And and I figured I know that I'm not going to referee it. You know, there's no way because I have to now go to the commission if I'm going to get assigned to the show. So I get assigned to the show, and I tell this Bernie Profato was the uh, the executive officer at the time i tell him i say hey bernie so you know i said when randy retired i've done a lot of stuff we got on motorcycle rides we we do uh you know gi foundation things together and stuff i said 
you know, recuse me from that fight. I said, I, I can't do that fight. Yes. He goes, oh, okay. All right. He says, I'll make sure that you're not going to do that fight. And probably a week later, I get a call from Bernie. And he says, hey, he says, uh, I need to talk to you. And I said, yeah, what? And he says, uh, well, I got a little bit of an issue. And I'm thinking, what's the issue? I, I told you, you know, that, you know, I, don't put me on the fight. It's what's going through my head. And I said, yeah, what's the issue? And he says, well, he says, I'm talking to Tim Sylvia's people and they want you to referee that fight. <laughs> right? And I said, look, I don't have a problem refereeing the fight. I go, if you want to put me on it, and I said, I, I just had to tell you. Mm -hmm. I said, look, I, I figured out long ago, Randy Couture doesn't need me to help him win a fight, and neither does Tim Sylvia. They, mm -hmm. they can do that just fine on their own. I'll be as fair as I can be. I go, but you needed to know. And he goes, all right, let me think about this. And the next thing I know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to referee that fight. So I was like, all right. But it was a cool fight. Randy came out, if you remember. Yep, dropped him in the first yeah, but you remember so, the walkouts? It all started with the walkout song. No, I didn't hear it. What, what was it? The walkout song. I'm back. Oh. Back in the saddle again, right? And I was like, <laughs> I'm standing there. I go, that's fucking cool. That was cool. <laughs> that's great, right? Because he walked out first, and yet within the first 30 seconds, he knocks Tim on his ass. Yeah. Tim goes down and goes, oh. Yeah. You know? And he was on him the whole time. Look, he he beat Tim up in that. Yeah, fight. he did. And and it, I uh, you know, I had a lot of conversations with Tim's you know management and team before, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna maul him. We're gonna fuck him up, right?" Yeah. And I'm saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand why you're saying it and stuff." But man, I'll tell you what, that last ten seconds, because one of the things that you do as a referee is when you hear that, you know, and there's a lot of things that have come about. You know, I I came up with you. You'll see the referees point at the timetable when you hear that, that yeah the clap. clapping of the boards yeah and the reason i did that was a fight off of tito ortiz versus chuck liddell i learned something off of it and from that point started pointing and so you know you also you know when i'm talking to referees you want to count down in your head so you know just about when it's going to go so you can get yeah. in between so if someone's throwing a punch or anything you can try to either block it or and so, you know, you know, the normal thing is, you know, I would start counting. Well, I didn't have to because he's right. That whole fucking crowd was yeah. 10, 9, 8, 7. You could just, I was like, holy shit, because they knew, you know, he had won the fight. It's a huge yeah. fucking, you know, victory for him. It was a great night. Great night for him. I felt bad for Tim, but Tim took it like a man. Tim, you know, he, uh, he responded well to it, and that's what champions do. Yeah, I mean, Tim's a great guy, man. He's He is. He's doing the slot fighting thing right now. No, dude, I saw that. I know. He's got a big Stop. match coming up. He's got a big match. And uh, he just got married also, I believe. Dude, just, yeah, yeah, man. His yeah. wife. You want to talk about fucking. Outputting the coverage. Outputting the coverage. Tim Sylvia, I love you, my man. Jesus. Dude. <laughs> You fucking not. You fucking put it out of the stadium. Wow. You big, ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> Bro, his, his wife is smoking hot. Smoking hot. hot. No disrespect either. Like, all all props, brother. His oh, guy, yeah. His wife is smoking hot. Like, I saw the wedding photos. I was like, <laughs> dude, you definitely outputted the I'm coverage. I'm so proud of him. You're fucking I animal. am so proud of him. I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> I just <laughs> bow down, buddy. Bow down. Yep. 
Good See, for this him. Is, this is what Josh is always talking about. Oh, look at my job. Um, look how good it doesn't don't mean fucking shit. matter, dude. Doesn't mean shit, this guy, <laughs> man. He's insane. That's fucking great. What else you got for us, Dave? Uh, All right, we'll go one more. We'll reverse the playing field this time. Um, I do got to get John back in the farm because the horses are named. That's over right, this. mister. I got farm work to do. <laughs> But um, John got to give us some uh, some insight there. So Josh, I want to give you an opportunity. Um, Javier recently was talking about Kane being um, being back in the gym as a coach. Um, you know, saying he's he's blessed to have him there. Just want to see if you've if you yeah. had a chance to be go over there, say hi, and um, yeah, and just kind of what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's still on house arrest. Uh, he's making the trip back and forth. He's there twice a day. Um, he's got a little extra freedom. He, you know. He can do certain stuff throughout the day now. He's, he's on a schedule now. So um, all I know is that I have been there a couple of times, you know, watch him coaching, watching him uh, coach the sparring, watching him coach the wrestling program. The, he doesn't coach the jiu-jitsu, but he's coaching the sparring and the um, the lightroom sparring, working with techniques on the kickboxing, putting things together, chaining it together. Look, anytime you got someone like him, uh, whether it's DC or Kane or, you know, people that have been in the sport for a long time, but he's just got a work ethic. People that excelled at the sport and they don't make other people do things the way they did it. Yeah, he's he's not that guy. He no. just, but what he wants out of you is he just wants 100%. Like, if you're not going to give me 100%, get the fuck out of here. Like, get away from me. Like, he's... You know, he doesn't say it like I like I would say it. Like he just is like he just doesn't show you any attention. He's like, okay, whatever. But every fighter in that gym, especially all the young ones, they all they all understand how special it is. And he's such a he's such a nice guy. He just wants to share all of his knowledge. He wants to be around. He he wants you to get better. He wants you to be a champion. Like it's hard to find people that believe in you and that want you to when you're an amateur, when you you're a new pro. You've got someone like Cain Velasquez telling you like, hey, you should try this or you should try that or talking to you. And he talks to you and he's very soft spoken, you know, and um, everything he's going through right now. And he's in there dedicating his time to you for you to achieve your goals. I mean, it's kind of selfless, man. He's he's such a nice guy, man. Such a nice guy. And you know, he's going through a lot right now, but he's really exerting his energy, you know, for other people. And He's, he's uh, being positive about everything with it. And that's mm -hmm. that's what you expect out of someone like him. I want to say thank you guys for continuing to support our show. Go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne and subscribe to us over there. It is free. And we want to thank you guys. And go to Wayne and Merch also. Pick up some of our T-shirts, sweaters, all those things, sweatshirts, all those things. And uh, as John would say, until next time, we will see you. We'll see you.